you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us imagining, get us ready to do something. Being inspired maybe to do a bit more because we made the connection. At every age, we want to connect. We want to find and be in love. But what does love mean to you? So often we focus on the other person in the relationship and not on who we are and what we need to continue to do to grow and learn. There are romanticized movies out there that are portraying the happily ever after. The focus is just finding on that perfect person to live the rest of our lives with and live happily ever after. But the focus is finding on that person, finding that person that's going to give us whatever we think that we're lacking or that we need. Maybe we want a, a love potion number nine to make it all better. Well, today, we're not going to look at the magic of love. Not to say that magic isn't absolutely heavenly and wonderful, um, but there are some practical basics of having a life partner and the importance at any age to prepare for the journey, making sure that your values are aligned and the ways that you can help each other become all the things that each partner wants to, to be or learn or grow. I've seen people turn themselves into pretzels, trying to please someone to, to make it better or, or to get what they thought was a good catch. And that person was seen as maybe 25% better than them because they feel that they're not enough in being who they are. I've seen folks send mixed messages, get closer, go away. Uh, how about partners that seem dreamy at first and they're taking charge and then in the relationship you find they're kind of controlling at everything that you do? Are you in love with love? Do you have a script in your head of what romantic love looks like and expect that person to fulfill that script? Are you mad at your partner for not fulfilling the script? Do you have intimacy fears? What level of vulnerability are you okay with? Life has lessons. Personally, I believe that we have life lessons and people are brought into our lives to make meaning of those lessons. We have opportunities to have a life partner that encourages us to grow and become who we want to be. But growing and making discoveries of who you are and who you want to become isn't always glamorous. It's work, responsibilities, and dedication. Maybe the work seems too much. In today's world of online dating, it's very easy to go from one to the next to the next, or you may find yourself settling in a relationship of convenience that's on automatic pilot, neither wonderful or terrible, but known, and comfortable enough in knowing what to expect. So today we're going to be talking about connecting to ourselves, asking ourselves if we don't have a life partner, who are we looking for? And how do we talk about what we want in a relationship? What are those expectations? How do we support each other with expectations? And if we're having troubles, how do we take some time to look at our default patterns? Do they serve us? So I want you to consider calling in today. This is going to be one of our call-in shows. The number is 952-946-6205. And we have Christine Schroeder with us today. She is a life skills advisor. She uses her intuition as well as she uses psychology. She uses management skills. She uses strategies to help us look at what we need. So I want to thank you, Christine, for joining us today. Thank you. I love how you look at intuition. You know, sometimes that's not as valued in our society. And, and you also, though, balance it with giving tools to give us skills to look at opportunities in powerful ways. Yes. Um, I think too often we think someone else has a better idea or someone knows more than what we do. And we don't use our introspection, our intuition. Um, practical advice is, is wonderful, but we also have to know ourselves. And right. I think that is a key piece of, of figuring out what we need and what we want in relationships. And you'd like to spend time with folks to really help them understand what the real questions are. Right. 
they may have come with one question, but there's how how can you make this person fall in love with me? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I often get the the client who comes in and says, "Okay, fine. Where is he? What's his name? What corner am I going to find him on? And and you know, how much time is this going to take?" So it's kind of like a taxi. Is it <laughs> is it here in like thirty minutes? Can you tell me when it's going to yeah. arrive? Yeah, exactly. Does it work that way? No, no, it doesn't work that way. And the harder work and the things that actually uh, uh, avail us of those relationships are looking at what patterns we've created and what doesn't work, but also filling that void once we've recognized that we don't want those things, what do we change it to? Mm -hmm. What do we learn about ourselves that we need to fill that void? And um, I call it changing your defaults. Mm -hmm. I also heard in what you were saying, it's not only what you want, it's being clear about what you don't want. Yes, yes. And I've created this little schematic of 30 attributes and 16 deal breakers. And it's about um, focusing on people come up with catchphrases. Okay, I want somebody who's funny. Okay, do you mm -hmm. want Robin Williams? <laughs> or do you want somebody who makes you laugh in particular? Um, do, they, do they have to be the life of the party for you? What are the specific sets of circumstances you want to see this play out in? And people go, oh, yeah, that's, that's a different thought. Right. And the um, more specific, the better. The more specific, the better, because it forces you to really think about what you think you want. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, you want to get as detailed as possible with that. Well, we do have a caller, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hi, hello. Elizabeth, we're so glad that you joined us today. In in this first um, go ahead. In this first segment, this first we're talking about um getting started in relationships and figuring out what you want. Um do you have a question or or would you like to talk about what you're going through in terms of looking for relationships? Yeah, let me uh I'll break it down kind of quickly. I came out of a um out of a very long-term relationship through my 20s, and everyone is now dating online. And I'm a woman in the arts in my early 30s, and I'm actually finding it really difficult to find somebody. I found somebody really great last year, and um, it fell through. Um, he actually died oh. due to long-term medical issues. And ever since then, I just feel like I've been tumbling in the dark Sure. And meeting really amazing people, really intriguing, um, really cool people from all different types of backgrounds, because I don't like the ordinary, but nothing is sticking. Okay. Do you mind giving me your date of birth? Uh, sure. Uh, February 6th. Okay. 1985. That's wonderful. <clears throat> you like a challenge in relationships. Um and I think the person that passed away was did fit the bill in that sense. But now you're looking to replace that person when, in fact, that's probably not what your goal should be. It should be to mm -hmm. um, really in this stage in your life, where, where do you want to go in any relationship, in your love relationships? How do you want to... Um, be perceived? How do you want, what your goals are? Do you know where, excuse me, <laughs> do you know what you want for next year? I'm asking. I, I feel like I do. And, and what I struggle with is that um, what I want is so specific yeah. that I feel like how could I possibly find somebody when okay. I actually break down what I want? Okay. Like talk about eliminating options. Okay. Instead of looking at it as eliminating options, add it to the mix, okay? If you know you really, really need somebody who is open-minded or can explore the arts with you, you want that kind of a companionship relationship, then that's a good specific. If you want someone tall, dark, and handsome, probably not a good specific. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So some of this stuff, yes, if you're using how well you know yourself and what you believe works for you in relationship, that's great. If you're doing it because it's comfortable, take a second look at that. That can be just a repeated pattern. Does that help? Mm -hmm. When you talk about default, 
patterns. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit more with Elizabeth about what a default pattern might be. What a default pattern is this. If you find that you have a particular type that you constantly are drawing to you, or you have um, you know, issues in communicating and you constantly have that crop up in your relationships, those are patterns that we create that I call defaults. These are the things that are comfortable, familiar, things from your childhood, things from friendships where, you know, oh, we had this big blowout and I don't ever want to repeat that, so I'm just going to stay in my lane and I'm never going to challenge that. And if you don't look at those pieces and recognize how they are disrupting your ability to get what you want, that becomes your pattern. And so once you recognize, okay, maybe I'm not so good at communicating and I need to change that, but I don't know how I want to change that. That's what you use your very specific list for. You say, okay, this is what I can do to change my ability to communicate, and I'm going to need somebody who can communicate really well. Does that make sense? How about mm-hmm. um, you, there's some of the things that we've talked about in terms of looking at creating the list? Mm-hmm. You've got a sense of things about five values, five dates, right. 30 attributes, and 16 deal breakers. Right. Perhaps that might be helpful also yeah. in sharing with Elizabeth. Um, I, I've created a tool that... Um, oh, oops. and I'm going to... Ha- I'm just looked up at the time. Sorry. And Elizabeth... No, no, no. Not you. It's not you. Not, I, I'm the one that's supposed to be watching the time here. We're going to... Um, Elizabeth, have you hang on? And go into the next segment, and I'm going to have our friend Christine share about five values, five dates, 30 attributes, and 16 deal breakers. And we'll be right back after a short announcement. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of AM 950's Drink in the Style. Are you a fan of cool? Then let me introduce you to Gus Modern. Available exclusively in the Twin Cities at Habitation Furnishing and Design, Gus Modern is kind of mid-century, kind of contemporary, and 100% cool. Timeless, comfortable, awesome, and through August 19th, 20% off. Visit GusModern.com or stop in at Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and check it out. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, this is Charlie. My dad is Minnesota's wildly popular and handsome radio host, Matt McNeil. Did I say that right, Dad? Perfect! When I got my driver's license, my parents let me drive a Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota. I love it. It's easy, comfortable, and hauls all my baseball gear. And my parents love the safety. That's why they wanted me in the Sienna. Thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, my son is safe as he begins his driving adventure. We're a two Sienna family thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota. Visit them today in Golden Valley at 169 and 394. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. 
Today we're talking about connections, we're looking at relationships, but we're also looking at our connection to ourself as well as our connections to others. And how do we build relationships? How do we choose relationships? How do we get involved? And in our first section here, we've been talking to Elizabeth. Well, first I want to introduce you. <laughs> we've got Christine Schroeder, who is an intuitive life skill advisor. And what I mean by that is Christine uses whatever is in the bag to help a person get through wherever they're stuck. So it could be intuition that she helps train them in, or maybe it's management skills, maybe it's psychology. But what's out there to help support a person grow? Um, do some good self-evaluation, and start on a path of doing something different. So we've been talking about in this first uh, stage of finding someone, we've had Elizabeth call in. Thank you, Elizabeth. And we were just oh, about... Thanks. Thank you. We were just about to have Christine share some of her ideas in terms of when we're wanting to get into a relationship, looking at five values, five dates, 30 attributes and 16 deal breakers. Right. I like that you have a list. Um, I'm going to challenge you to use this tool. Um, list 30 attributes. And so what is your top thing that you think you want in a relationship? Um, uh, tenderness. Okay. So when you are first meeting someone, how do they show you that they're tender? And what does tender mean um, to you? Oh, yeah, that's really, yeah, like, what does it mean? Um, it would be um, eye contact and understanding, maybe even physical contact. Okay. So what's the second thing after that? So they're tender, um, now what? Yeah. Um, probably um, really good communication skills. I'm a communicator, and I've been very unfortunate in the past with, who I end up with. I, I tend to be the communicator in the relationship, and I want somebody who can match me. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to use that as a tool to, to change the fact that you are helping someone else communicate and speaking for them. Now you're going to challenge them to speak to you. Okay? So that's how you use this list to change your defaults. You, you focus on, okay, if they don't have that skill, I'm not going to teach them that skill. They got to come with that factory made. Okay? <laughs> That's one of the essentials mm. in the car package. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So when then you can fluff this list out to you know anything that you feel works for you. But then I want you to focus on what you don't want. And that's the 16 deal mm. breakers, okay? And the top four of every 16 deal breakers are this for me. No one with any active addictions, no one with any unchecked mental health issues, no one with commitment phobic issues, and no super controlling behaviors. And that's because those issues tend to rule a relationship. Now, you also have told me that you think the commitment phobics are really the most difficult. Yeah, the commitment phobics um, don't understand that what they're doing is really kind of ruining the relationship. It's the flashing red and green light. Come here, come here, come here. No, wait, go away, go away, go away. Um, they want commitment in their minds. They want monogamy. They want all the good things. But the minute the partner has an expectation of them, it starts to go sideways. And they get a little phobic. Oh, my God, I don't know that I can meet that. I don't know that I want to meet that. What's wrong? Why are they asking this of me? And then they back away. They feel comfortable, and they come back in. Oh, no, no, I was wrong. You are, you are the best thing that ever happened to me. And so it becomes this cyclical relationship of time wasting. So those are the things. <laughs> had, had a few of those, have we? Um, and those yeah. are the things that, that what I call people that are, tend to be fix-it girls or helper bees um, tend to get caught in the most. And it's because they do say the right things. They do play well with one another initially. But the minute you start to rely on it, that's when things go sideways and it doesn't make sense to either person. Now you talked about mm. values and dates. You also have a theory about dates. Yeah. Um, the five values in five dates are this. Um, I will ask you these five values. How do you feel, Elizabeth, about religion? Do you want to roll oh, your I'm butt? I'm an atheist. Up? Okay. So no, Couldn't I'm you not interested in that at all. Okay, so could you handle somebody who wasn't an atheist? 
Um, I haven't had to yet, but I do have many very, very close relationships with people of all sorts of religions. It just doesn't tend to happen romantically. Okay, but now you need to decide whether or not you can handle that. Okay? So that's, you have to get mm-hmm. settled in, in what you want these five values to be. Are you good with money? Mm. Am I good with what? Money? Money. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then you can't have anybody who isn't as good with money as you are, or you keep your accounts separate. Okay? Mm. How do you feel about politics? Uh, yeah, I have strong feelings about politics, and I'm very politically active. Okay. Can you handle somebody with diverse ideas? Ideas um, that don't match yours? Uh, pr- pr- you know, to be honest, probably not in a romantic relationship. Okay. I'd want somebody who aligns with me. Okay. And, and it's good to be clear. Those yes. are good. That, that's good that you can be able to be yep. able to say, yeah, yep. yep. Well, that's a value yeah, that, that I'm It's not a right or wrong. These right. are all things that you need to know what you want. So lifestyle choices. Are you a city girl or a country girl? Um, I'm probably a city girl. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, do you want commitment? Do you want family? Do you want kids? Or are you more, eh, not so much? Um, I want commitment, and then the family and kids stuff depends on who I'm with. <laughs> okay, I, I get that. Um, that's wonderful, but that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else if they have to decide for you. And I'm, I, what I'm hearing from Christine is trying to push you to come to insert, at least at some point, yeah. to a, a better decision for yourself so that you can express that to someone with a bold assurance. Yeah. And, and and it isn't even necessarily the you, it has to stay rock solid. These things can change a little bit, but when you were in that five date mode, you need to be able to present that to somebody else and you need to be able to ask that of this other person. So within five dates, you need to have some inkling of where they stand on these issues to see if you're going to gel with that person. That's a tool to, to alleviate some time wasting because after five dates, you're pretty invested one way or the other. You either are pretty sure you want this to go somewhere or you're pretty sure you don't. And to know why is what these tools can help you figure out. In the online dating mm. world where it's just like next, 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 do you have some advice for, you know, when you do have these values? I mean, if, if at the first date that person doesn't seem to resonate with any of them, then why waste your time? Or right, right. Well, what are well, your thoughts about how to use the online instead of feeling like, oh, it's coming at me and I don't have no control over it? How do you gain some control over the online dating? Well, I think a good profile and a good attitude. Um, I think recognizing that um, online is no different than things in high school. You could you you quickly assessed in high school who were your tribe and who weren't, and so you have to use those tools to figure out what you really like in a person, and that's swimming with a lot of toads, in online. It's it's tough, but it's a numbers game, and keep that in mind. Elizabeth, thank you mm. for calling in. We loved having you today. Appreciated your uh, being open to us asking you questions and uh, yes. being able to explore these concepts with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we'll be right back. We're going to have more callers. We've got Melinda waiting, so stay tuned. We're talking about relationships, and feel free to call in. I'll give you that number, 952-946-6205. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The State Fair has always been full of treats. From corn dogs to cheese curds to anything on a stick, now you can add a new furnace and air conditioner to that list. Announcing standard heating and air conditioning State Fair sale. Get a new air conditioner for just $2,500 when you install a new high-efficiency furnace by September 3rd. Discover more about how you can take advantage of standard State Fair sale at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. When is the last time you had the outside of your windows clean? 
cleaning your windows gives you brighter natural light in your home. Don't waste the summer sun and brighten your home's quality of light coming through those windows with Blue Sky Services. Get your windows washed before the fall rush. Blue Sky Services' final sale before fall is this month only, where you can get 25 window panes washed inside and out for only $129. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. Join New York Times best-selling author William Kent Kruger for a night of intrigue and mystery on Tuesday, August 28th at Common Good Books. Kruger will read from his next entry in the Cork O'Connor series, Desolation Mountain. It's a punch-to-the-gut novel about a father-son team working to uncover the truth behind the tragic plane crash of a senator and the mysterious disappearances of several first responders. That's William Kent Kruger at Common Good Books in St. Paul on Tuesday, August 28th at 7 p.m. Visit commongoodbooks.com. Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean-burning and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Today, patchy smoke, mostly sunny with a high near 86. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 65. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 85. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com Restaurant of the Week is The Great Wall. Just north of 50th and France in Edina, The Great Wall Restaurant has been providing a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. We're talking about romantic relationships. Um, how are we pursuing romantic relationships? Or if we're in a lifelong relationship, how is it going? Are we struggling? And today we're having call-ins. Uh, number is 952-946-6205. We are privileged to have Christine Schroeder, who is a life skill advisor who uses intuition. She uses management skills. She wants to create practical guides. Sometimes we feel like it's out of our hands, and I think Christine wants to put it right back in our hands. In our last segment, we were talking about Elizabeth, and we were looking. We were, Elizabeth and I were uh, we were discussing with you mm-hmm. her challenges that she's facing, um, and you were encouraging her to have a list mm-hmm. and yes. to create that list. And you gave her some pushback a- as she was creating that list. I mean, it, it is a process of. of wrestling with some deep issues of things that we want and we don't want. And we're not often asked to do that. Right. And I think the pushback piece for me and for anybody who is looking to explore this is to really get to some ideas, some concrete ideas of what you think you want. And that can change as you grow and you learn different things about yourself. But the more you have an idea of what works for you, Um, and what doesn't, the better off you are in finding that out in the world. And particularly in the online dating world where you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a lot of, of organic connection with that person where you're not doing things that are fun together. You're just facing this monumental task of finding the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes it a little easier and a little bit, the more self-aware you are, um, the easier it is for you to communicate with another person and for yourself. I think children is always going to be a tough issue for women. You know, yeah. we've got a biological clock. Right. So, and it, society sort of pushes, you know, mm-hmm. when are you going to have kids? Are you going to have kids? Right. Um, or if you're in your career, you know, well, then you're not going to have kids. I mean, it, it's a tough thing to sort through. And I can appreciate what, what Elizabeth was saying. Well, it depends on the person. I mean, is this a person that you want to share a career life with or do you want to share, you know, raising a family? 
Um, and you don't know until you meet that person whether or not you've got that. But you were pushing back with me on that too. Yeah. Tell, and, me, tell me about that. And here's where, where I purposefully push back. It isn't that you need to know immediately, yes, I want to have kids. And not that you can't be inspired by a certain partner that, that will encourage you to say, yeah, man, I, I think I can make a life with this person. Boy, I didn't think I wanted kids before, but now I really do. But if you task the other person with making that decision for you, and you find out later in life that, boy, I probably am going to hold some resentments because I let the other person navigate a part of my choices in life, Mm -hmm. that's where I look at it and say, okay, that's probably not the appropriate thing to do. So if someone came into our life and they're like, I really want kids and and you like them and they're like, well, it seems like they're priorities. So I guess I'll, if you don't have much at stake. Right. But but again, it's. Even with that, if mm -hmm. you know you don't want kids, you know, and you're not honoring that decision for you or you don't decide whether you want kids or not, Mm at all and you just kind of float along, um, it it makes things very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to get your needs met when you're ambiguous. And, on, and as we talk and as we've talked before, you really like having people get specific. And the more specific that you have wrestled with your values and your ideas and what you want and what you don't want, the easier than it is to recognize whether you connect or not with a person. Yeah. And, and being specific and being open to change can live in the same boat. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying you have to have a lockstep, Mm -hmm. but you do need to know at what stage you're in in Mm -hmm. your life and what's important to you so that you can convey that to somebody else so that you're not looking for that partner to fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Too often we look for somebody else to make us all better or happy or um, they're going to take care of that part so I don't have to worry about that anymore. They're going to take care of my trust issues. They're going to make me feel, you know, important. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else. And if you can't find tools in the world to build that for yourself, um, that other person can run the show in negative ways. And that's yeah. why, you know, finding somebody very controlling tends to happen then. Sure. We have a caller, Melinda. How are you doing? Good morning. Mel- good morning, Melinda. How are you? I'm good. How are you two? Good. We're doing great. You've got a relationship question, I hear. Well, I do. And you know what? I really appreciate um, all of this practical advice. And so uh, two questions is, where were you 20 years ago? Because <laughs> this would have been really helpful. But... In addition to the practical advice, I know I, many people, always hoped that love was meant to be, you know, that, um, that it makes sense, obviously, that we have to work hard at this, but I think we all want some movie version of the person who's meant to be. So this is a two-part question, which is, Is there a meant-to-be component? And then my other question is, at the Renaissance Fair in 1991, a tarot card reader said to me, you will have a short marriage and a long marriage. And so my question is, is that true? (laughs) (laughs) And was the last marriage the short one or the long one? (laughs) Got it. Yes, and in which end is that going to come about? Um, Well, so your first question again was about, is there soulmates? Is there a meant to be? Are we fated? Um, And to some degree, I think we are, I think, but we always have free will. Free will overrides whatever lessons we're here to learn. Um, so yes, most of us, you know, have people out there that we are supposed to learn things from. Some of us don't, and that's okay. Um, knowing the difference isn't necessarily so important as long as you are comfortable with what that comes about for you. If you're somebody who is rallying against the fact that you are not fated to have somebody, then that's probably not your fate. If you really want a relationship and you just are struggling with trying to figure out how to get it, 
then that's a clue that, yep, you're meant to have a, a long-term relationship because otherwise it wouldn't bother you so much and it wouldn't be something that you long for. Um, from my experience, the universe doesn't put us down here to punish us. Um, it is to grow and learn from our yearnings and from what we want. So as far as the tarot card reader is concerned, um, I'm going to say that you've had the short relationship and you are fated to have a long relationship. Whether or not you choose to work with that fate or against it, it's completely up to you. <laughs> Does that answer huh. your questions? So it yeah, sounds like Christi what I love about Christine, Christine always pushed back and put, puts work on her plate for us. And, and it, it, there, there is no taxi cab coming at a certain point that we have to, we have to work for that. Well, and we have to be open to it. And I think that that openness gets harder and harder to do. And I think life makes it challenging. Um, but I know my grandmother um, got married for a second time at 38 years old. There are no, 68 years old. And her first husband died when she was 38 years old. It's a lot of years in between, and she did a lot of dating. And her second marriage was a godsend. They loved one another. They had a wonderful time. Um, so, and she was a challenging lady. <laughs> My cousin, I just went out to a wedding in San Francisco. He's 68 years old and his first marriage. Yeah. And just was absolutely, for the first time, head over heels, madly in love. Yeah. And had been in serial monogamous relationships, but yeah. decided... I need to marry her. Yeah. I need to tell the world that I am committed to her for the rest of my life. Right, right. But he did the work. Yes. You know, and I think, and, and not, it, not that everything has to be hard work and heavy, and not that everything has to, the work needs to nullify the romance. It doesn't. But to get past our issues around abandonment and fear and trust issues and all those things, expecting someone else to, to circumvent our issues is... is not terribly realistic. You know, it seems like we keep coming back to self-esteem and trust. Yeah. Those seem to be like the axis. Yeah. You know, if we feel good about ourselves, you know, what do we want for ourselves? But then are we open to trust? Are we open to having that person right. be and, more for ourselves? And there is risk in mm -hmm. relationships. And, and there's risk in friendships. There's risk in, you know, career partnerships. There's risk in life. And... Um, if you have heavy trust issues, that can get in the way of, of being able to, to navigate that easily. I also think that it's harder to put out the deal breakers than perhaps maybe is what the attributes that you're looking for. What are the things that you absolutely are a deal breaker? Yeah, my top four deal breakers are, um, as I said before, no active addictions, no unchecked mental health issues, no one who's a commitment phobe, and no controlling behaviors. And the reason that I choose to kind of fixate on these is that these are heavy behaviors that control everyone in the family and in relationships. You end up catering to that need and not your own. Melinda, do you have a deal breaker in a relationship that you know if this person is this way, it's a deal breaker? Yes. Um, <laughs> we have to have absolute and total unconditional love for yellow Labradors. <laughs> yes, I agree and, with that wholeheartedly. Uh, well, you know what? Because for me, anybody who loves dogs is a loving person yeah, and doesn't take themselves too seriously. And so, yes, at this point, it's critical that this person is good with Labradors on the sofa, Labradors on the bed. <laughs> on the pillows. You know, Labradors licking plates, all kinds of horrifying things. So, you know, but it's real. Yeah. Right? Because dogs. Oh, yes, that's mine. And that's a great one to have, believe it or not. That is something, you know, you're, you're enjoying it, and that's wonderful. But it's also something that is very true. If dogs are important to you, if anything's important to you in your life, you have to own it and bring that into the relationship, and it can be a positive. But if something isn't that important, We've mm -hmm. talked about things being at stake, and it's important for someone else. That's yep. all part of creating those agreements. Right. And in our next segment, um, I can't believe we're already wrapping up um, into our, our last segment, but we're going to talk a little bit about 
there are kind of games in relationships once mm-hmm. that you're in them. Yeah. Um, and how do you cope with those? And what's at stake and what's not at stake? And right. so I'm looking forward to having us talk about other stages. Um, here we thought we were going to do one, <laughs> one segment on getting into relationship, but it's worked out great that we've had a chance to, to really do a little bit more deeper dive in, in finding someone in our lives and what does that mean? But I think once we've got someone in our lives and we're thinking either about marriage or or a life partnership, mm-hmm. or if you're in a life partnership and you're going through, mm, is this really what I thought it was all going to be? And what's the impetus for doing some change? And what does that change look like? Sure. So with that, I'm going to encourage everyone to tune in, stay with us. We're going to be taking a break for some short announcements. Um, And if you want to call, we still have time to take calls, 952-946-6205. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theatre programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theatre by going to stagestheatre.org and become part of the magic of live theatre by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org. Now through September 1st at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of Minneapolis-based painter Leon Husha. The Art of Leon Husha Balancing Act showcases more than 50 pieces from 29 different collectors in the largest show ever of his bold and colorful work. A hometown favorite, the energy of Leon's playful art spans sculptures, paintings, and non-traditional media. See for yourself today and bring home a signed print or exhibition catalog from the museum store. For details, visit tmora.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. My favorite meal of the day is breakfast, and for morning fiddles, I head to Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. My favorite is either the rib scrambler, scrambled eggs with ribs, portobello mushrooms, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese, or the steak and eggs. My wife loves the pepper jack, creamy grits, and the stuffed avocados with poached eggs cradled in avocado halves. The kids love the French toast or the stuffed French toast filled with fruit and cream cheese. Top it off with coffee done my way from the Milton's coffee bar, and I'm ready for the day. Breakfast is waiting for you at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. And today we've been talking about relationships. What's the work that we need to do? Uh, We've been particularly focusing on getting started in a relationship or what does it mean to pursue a relationship? And then what does it mean to have our values, our attributes that we think are important, our, um, our deal breakers, And how do we do that self-reflection before we put ourselves out there so that we can be very clear about who we are and what we want? Now, in the last couple, we've talked that you were a little pushing back on folks. That's not uncommon, especially in relationship conversations that you help push back. Right. Um, We all want what we want when we want it. 
and sometimes recognizing that we have some work to do or there are things that that aren't going to come easy feels defeating. Mm -hmm. Or um, we look out in the world and I think, unfortunately, our society, like Melinda mentioned, that that ideal, you know, Mm -hmm. that sells us that romantic love in in a package that isn't realistic. And I think we can become very wounded by that and wounded by bad relationships. And wounded by it not uh, having the fairy tale ending right. or wounded that we make a realization that there are other things that are going on besides the fairy tale or, right or wounded by figuring out we've scripted a lot of this yeah yeah and that, and that can be that can hurt as yes. well yes. how have what role did I play in creating this right and often that turns from what role did I play to what's wrong with me yes and that's where it starts eroding self-esteem and issues crop up that aren't healthy. And so I challenge people to really look at that so that they can create different patterns for themselves. And it's, it's, um, ultimately it's really to help a person gain more self-esteem Yeah, to own their values, yep. feel good that they own their values, Yeah, be proud of it and be proud of them being able to start listing attributes yeah. that, that they care about. Now yeah. the attributes may vary, Yep, and, and they change. may they may be the top five at one part of our life, and yep. then they slip down to number twenty five through thirty <laughs> yeah. at another part of yep. our life, yep. and suddenly some other stuff yep. that are attributes yep. become much more important to yep. us. And and that Melinda knows darn well that she wants somebody who loves Yellow Labs is absolutely perfect. I mean right. that is that is an important thing in the world. So if folks were wanting to be able to work with you and um, they've got issues and they don't necessarily want to call today, but they want to contact you, would you give your um, your email address for yes. folks? It is cspsychic at gmail.com. One more time. cspsychic at gmail.com. And we're also going to um, have that on the Facebook for Connections. And uh, Christine uh, will be a co-producer for me. Um, Coming up, we're going to be doing uh, a show in October, but we're also doing shows in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's going to be doing a February show, a May show, and a September show that we're going to get on there so that folks can plan ahead for asking questions. But you also have a column that you want to be working on so that if folks wanted to email you with a question, you're going to be starting an advice column. Yeah, um, it's just, it's kind of a natural cast off from what I do. And it's a way to get people um, interested and involved and thinking about what they want to know moving forward in a less kind of intense format than coming to see me. Um, And it's in progress. It's not fully loaded yet, but you can certainly email me questions and we can start that ball rolling. Well, I promised the audience we were going to talk a little bit about when you're in a relationship. Now, we don't have as much time, so we're going to have to do another show (laughs) (laughs) on this. But we talked about setting up, you know, when you're in the relationship, there's some, you call them love games. Yeah. And they're like, how to fight? How do you make up? You know, what's your intimacy? How do you navigate the, the game rules every day is part of that looking at the ongoing relationship. Right. And I and I think everybody who's in a relationship understands what their love games are most of the time and what those um, need to look like for you. And it really is a cast off of your attributes and the other person's working either together for good or evil. Um, <laughs> I think it, I use Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt as an example. Initially, their their attributes of both wanting to, he's a what I call a mighty mouse. He likes to come in and save. And she's an uber mommy. She likes to parent. And initially that sparked a lot of good good stuff. But then his need to have things his way and her need to have things her way, the games kind of fall apart then. Mm-hmm. And so that's the stuff you want to look at in relationships that um, how are we using our, our attributes for good or evil? And how to make it work I mean, it, it, does it work for them? Yeah. Initially, it works for them. There, um, I know of a woman who is extremely um, high-strung and very intelligent and a powerhouse. And she is in love with a man who is close to what I would call sociopathic, but he's positive sociopathic. He's like a captain of industry or, um, you know, the... 
the head of GMC. Seemingly with not a whole lot of empathy. Yes, not a lot of empathy, but a, but a great CEO. And most re- people would look at those two and think, oh, my God, that's so high maintenance. How could they ever work? But for them, it works because she yings, he yings. They zigzag one another. When he's intense, she's more mellow. When he's needs something out of her that she can't give, he knows that he can take care of himself. So for their in and out, it works. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And as you're looking at does it work, sometimes you get to a point in a relationship, maybe in a marriage or a lifelong partner that you're looking up, you know, there's sort of three things that you've talked about that you hit uh, perhaps a crossroads. Um, Do you give up? just not working because those patterns aren't, you're Mm -hmm. not zigging and zagging together? Do you put up and then you actually, you know, actively participate with each other? Or do you shut up and you just not care anymore and it goes onto an automatic pilot? Those are things that you help people explore as well. Yeah. uh, And throughout your life, you have these choices to make. And putting up with something can either be a positive or negative. If you know that he's never going to pick up his socks and he's a slob, or she's never going to load the dishwasher the way you want her to load it, you can put up with that. Nobody will ever load the dishwasher <laughs> the way that I want it. So I've, I, I at least have come to that. And, that that's my, and it is the yes, best way. Yes, and you are comfortable with loading the dishwasher. I and, am. Yes, In fact, yes, I insist on it. Yes, and that's the put-up piece. Yeah. And then the... Um, Oh, what was the other stage? The give up is walking yes. away. It's just like, this just isn't working. Yeah. Giving and, up on the fight. Yeah. You know, picking your battles, choosing what does and doesn't need to be fixed or changed or addressed. And then the shut up is, that can be good or bad too. You're either going to shut up about it and not discuss it anymore, or you're going to shut up and resent. Yeah. And so each of these these setups can be positive or negative, and it just depends on what you want to do with it. So if you're looking to get into a relationship and you're needing some support and figuring out what are the things that the attributes that you want or the deal busters, or if you're in a relationship and you're struggling with who you are and if you've grown in ways that you're not zigging and zagging, Christine's the person to contact. Christine, give it your your Gmail, your Gmail one more time. It's C-S-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C at gmail.com. And we're going to have Christine back uh, October 27th. So I look forward to that time. But until then, give her a buzz. If she's got a question, she can help make the connection. Thank you. Have a good week. You too.